Welcome listeners. Welcome listeners. You're listening to Deeds in the Desert. The place where real estate investors tune in for the latest news and available investments at Ignite Funding. If you're on the hunt for a low effort, passive income stream, then turn up that volume and pull out the hammock as we get ready to feed you your weekly dose of real estate investing insights. Welcome back to another episode of Deeds in the Desert. Today, we are going to be discussing the loan portfolio performance record. And on the episode is going to be Carrie Cook, president of Ignite Funding, and Pat Vassar, director of underwriting. Welcome, guys. If you know, once a year, Ignite Funding puts out a uh, loan portfolio performance record. And we're changing things up this year. Uh, we decided to go ahead and take from 2011 to current to give everybody a full picture of who Ignite is, how we operate, uh, where we are today. So we're first going to start and talk about where are we? We're going to take you from 2011 to quarter one through quarter one of 2023 and uh, just go over some highlights. So first and foremost, you know, we're inching the corner. I'm here with Pat Vassar. Uh, we're inching that corner of 1.5 billion, and actually, you know, as we talk today, we have exceeded that amount. But uh, through Q1, we're at 1.49 and some change. Pretty remarkable. Our average uh, annualized interest rate to investors, we're still lingering around that 10, 10, 2, 10, 3. Depends on if I'm willing to give away some interest, right? <laughs> Uh, Pretty much. It happens every once in a while, right? Our, our investors see those perk loans every once in a while. And all that really means is, well, we're having a good day. Carrie had a good day. Carrie was willing to give away a little bit more to the investors and show our appreciation to you guys for helping us grow this company. Um, as far as duration of loans, about 10 months, all in all, then talking about acquisition, development, uh, construction loans, average across the board, what we have seen during this period of time. 10 months, um, average loan size. I know it says that on this sheet and yes, if you calculated it, it is 1.1 million, but we'll talk about that a little bit more detail. Cause obviously we're not seeing a lot of those smaller loans not any anymore. Longer. Nope. Um, but when you look at the duration of our growth, <clears throat> that's the average. And probably the most incredible piece here is, and and I see this number, it's like, wow, this is, this is quite an accomplishment, and our investors should be very proud um, that they spent the time and and put their faith in us uh, because we have generated income of over $130 million to our investors, which is... That's that's a lot of money. I'm proud of that. I'm very, very proud of that. And then we kind of get into this other box, and this other box, we start talking about you know how many borrowers this consists of, how many loans this consists of that we funded the average uh, loan to value, um, and then we'll get into a little bit more detail about you know, how that all breaks up as far as acquisition, development, and construction, and then where we are at the end of Q1 2023 as far as the number of loans that we're servicing. Um, so let's, let's go backwards. Let's talk about this number of loans we're servicing because I think uh, you know, internally we understand the meaning behind loans that we're servicing. But, you know, and we're also saying we have funded $1.5 billion. 
So why the difference between the two? Just for you know, general knowledge for individuals, what does this servicing number mean to them and to us? You know, servicing obviously is the amount of money we currently have under management. Active loans, active REOs, active forbearance, active any loan that was originated by Ignite, serviced by Ignite, and still controlled by Ignite. So that $356 million is a pretty hefty chunk. But to me, the most important number is the difference between the amount we funded of nearly 1.5 and currently what we're servicing of the 356. That delta, that difference is about one point, what is that, $1.1 million or $1.1 billion dollars. Uh, with a B. And that is money that has been returned to investors. Mm -hmm. So to me, we pay out interest every month, but really you don't get all your money back until the end. So you want to make sure that you get your money back in the end. And we've done that 1.1 billion times over and over again since 2011. That's the most important to me. I totally agree. Um, I'm going to move up the chain here a little bit. Uh, 88 borrowers. Seems like a pretty low number when you're talking about funding one and a half billion dollars. Why do you think we have been able to maintain such a low borrower count? What do you what do you credit that to? Well, it depends on your point of view, right? Well, if you're looking at us compared to a bank, yes, it is extremely low. And the reason behind that is bank is banks are lending to retail uh, borrowers, mm-hmm. people buying a house, buying an investment property, and obviously there's. 300 million people plus mm-hmm. here in the United States. But how many of those 300 million people uh, are developers? How many of them are bar- could potentially be borrowers of ours? That's a very small percentage. Yeah. 1%, 2%, somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood mm-hmm. are actually borrowers of ours. So when you compare it to banks, absolutely. But even when you compare it to peer groups, it's still fairly low. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that is attributed to really twofold. One is our ability to keep borrowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pride ourselves on being not necessarily the, the low cost provider of debt, but the speed, ease, and convenience of which we provide the debt is very attractive to most borrowers. So really once they come in the door, they tend to stay in the door, much like an investor. The hardest part for an investor to invest with us is that first deal. They don't know who we are, they don't know how we operate. They may never even heard of these investments previous to us giving them a call, but after that, they're on the hook, so to speak. The borrowers are the exact same way. They don't want to pay 12% interest, 10% interest, whatever the case may be. They can get cheaper money elsewhere. Every one of those 88 borrowers has received or continues to receive uh, normal debt financing through banks at a much, much cheaper rate. They continue to come to us because of the speed, ease, and convenience of the loans that we originate. Yeah. It's, it's pretty remarkable. It really is. Um, and I, you know what I love? I love when the borrowers say to us, you know what? I don't think we're going to need you anymore, Ignite Funding. We appreciate the relationship. And then what happens? Man. Ease, speed, and flexibility, right? Absolutely. They come back. They they continue to come back to us because we're dependable. And it's funny you should mention that because every time that happens, it's usually you and I going out to lunch with, mm-hmm. with uh, a borrower. Yep. And the moment they leave, we yep. sit there and say... They'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> Absolutely. When they just broke our hearts, right? We're like, oh, yeah, they're going to, oh, they'll be back. Yeah. And it always happens. Literally it every time it, it does. happens. And it's just a matter of how long it takes. Sometimes it's months. Sometimes it's years. Yeah. Uh, in one of our cases, it was nearly a decade. But either way, yeah. they end up coming back. Absolutely. All right. Let's kind of move up a little bit. We all obviously talked about that $130 million to the investors. So 
good job to those investors out there. I know we are them as well. So mm-hmm. um, we've made some good money in this investment as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about this average size. Now, I know this is just a calculated number on this piece of paper, but do you anticipate that we will ever have an average size loan of a million dollars in the future? From this point going forward, absolutely not. You know, inflation is the number one cause of that. Um, you know, the probably the best way to look at it is if, if I uh, give you a little story. Went to Laguna two weeks, ago, two months ago. And in Laguna, I was staying in a house that uh, has been around since 1972. One block away from the water was purchased for $59,000. Is that same house worth $59,000 today? Absolutely not. It was over $4 million today. So, you know, a lot of that is, has to do with inflation and a lot of these numbers have to do with inflation as well. Yeah. So we will not see an average of a million dollars going forward. However, we should not see an average of $10 million going forward for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. uh, but it will increase. Kind of our sweet spot is when I talk to borrowers, it's kind of that three to six million dollar range. We do go higher. We will go lower, but three to six seems to be kind of where we do our best work. Yeah, where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Ten months. 10 months. How can it be 10 months if we have nine month loans, Pat? How can it be 10 months? (laughs) Well, most of our loans come with optional extension periods, typically nine months. And that is at the sole discretion of the borrower. Most times, as you can see, on average, they take that extension, Mm -hmm. but not all of it. Mm -hmm. They only take 1.04 months of it on average. Mm -hmm. None of our loans come with prepayment penalties. None of them come with any sort of uh, uh, ways for us to discourage payoffs. We want payoffs. You know that three hundred fifty to six million dollars in servicing compared to the one point five billion dollars we've originated. That one point one or so billion that mm-hmm. has paid off. We want to make sure to be uh, good stewards of that. And make sure it continues to be paid off. Yeah. Since we're talking at the end of Q one twenty twenty three, let's talk about the you know ten thousand pound gorilla in the room. Do you anticipate that loans are going to take longer to pay off because of what is going on in the banking environment? Yes. (laughs) Simple answer is yes. The more convoluted and complicated answer is uh, for our residential loans, it really won't affect it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, The loans that we're giving to home builders to develop land or build houses, those and buyers are still able to get financing, debt financing. Granted, it's not as lucrative or attractive as it once was. Yeah. You're paying, you know, six, seven percent compared to the two, three percent, maybe four percent previously. But for our commercial guys, yes, it is absolutely taking longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. their debt service coverage ratios are changing, loan to values are changing, interest rates are obviously increased. Uh, but I do believe we're kind of getting to a stabilizing point right now in which. Uh, we can all kind of better gauge where we will be in a year from now. Once that happens, which I believe we're starting to get into mm-hmm. as we record this, um, you know, things will start to pick up in my point of view. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week on Deeds in the Desert, where short-term investments meet long-term investors. We hope you enjoyed the content so much that you share it with all your friends. Who doesn't like learning about passive fixed income, right? Still hungry for more education? Visit our website at ignitefunding.com. Or if you're ready to take the leap and start investing, give us a call at 702-761-0000. 
and schedule a free investor consultation. 